Bulletin. Time for the Bulletin with the fine sporting mind out of News Hub. It is Tom Bartlett and, of course, part of our stable of cricket commentators, Mr. Bartlett. How are you doing? Very well, thanks, Daniel. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Busy day news-wise yesterday with a whole host of Super Rugby squads being announced, but arguably the bigger rugby story was uh, one that we sort of decoded via social media images post-World Cup when Bowden Barrett's face wasn't in the thanks for the memories um, farewell tweet from the All Blacks, and it, and it sounds like he's he, he's staying in for a long period of time after another little sabbatical. Yeah, look, the eagle eyes, you, you touched on that social media image that was posted, and I think a lot of us were certainly here at News Hub, we were like, what, where's, where's Bowden? Why is he not in the photos? There's something more to this. So, of course, the... The, the cynical news hounds that we, that we are started doing some digging around. Didn't make a lot of progress until uh, yesterday. Yeah, ended up dropping that little um, bombshell that um, Bowden's got the one year or the one season deal in Japan. But then, you know, they're working to this, to this big contract that could keep him, you know, in New Zealand rugby and keep him in the black jersey through to the next World Cup. So kind of a little bit out of, out of, out of nowhere, not because, you know, you know, Bowden Barrett's at the end of his career, but just it was sort of signposted that he was among that big group that, was heading off, but not to be. And uh, fortunately, I suppose you could you could say for for someone down the line, uh, one of the super clubs is going to get you know another experienced player back at some stage, not next year, but at some point. And of course, from an All Blacks perspective, uh, Daniel, that's a that's quite a coup when when you're losing you know a first five and and Richie Moore. Yeah, well, Cody Taylor also is an interesting one. Latest All Black take a sabbatical, though he's not going off to get paid. He's just having a break, is he? <laughs> yes, no, look, um, I mean, you can understand that. I mean, Cody Taylor was part of the 2015 World Cup win, so he goes back, and his time in the jersey goes back quite a long time, and as I uh, kind of racked through the, the memory bank, I don't believe he's ever had a sabbatical or a break like this. So at 32, having paid the best part of 10 years at the top level, it was probably time for him to do something, um, and perhaps a, a word from his old mate, his old mentor at the, the Crusaders, who of course is now the man with the car keys to the All Blacks, Scott Robinson, maybe a, a chat there about, look, at some point you're going to need to take a break, why don't you take one post, post the World Cup and come back a bit later? So that's a suggestion we certainly, that was the hint that we got from Rob Penny yesterday, the new Crusaders coach, was that um, perhaps Cody Taylor had seen an opportunity here just to, to rest the weary body, and like I say, um, you can't blame him after... Yeah, best part of a decade getting bashed up and playing at a very high level uh, that he needed, whether it was a playing sabbatical or a non-playing sabbatical. Um, I'm actually quite pleased to see him. That sounds like he's taking a, a break. For, you know, his position is fairly combative, so um, it's nice to see him taking a break and putting himself and in, in, in the body the first and, and just getting himself set perhaps for another push through to another World Cup if he can get there. Uh, all those things will say the meddling begins. The meddling is officially underway. All right. Um, what do you, do you see Crusaders 1, Chiefs 2, Blues 3, Hurricanes 4, Highlanders 5? That's how the TRB has the New Zealand sides ordered at the market for next year's Super Rugby. You think that's about right? Yeah, look, I think knowing what we do, I mean, there's obviously first you know, year after a World Cup, there's always change, and there are a lot of new faces involved in the various franchises. I mean, at the moment, the look of it, if I work backwards on that list, um, you know, I, I see the Highlanders. They don't appear to have done any sort of sensational recruiting in the, the off-season. So they've got some youth there. They've got some guys there. They're going to rely on people like Falau Fakatava to really step up. But I can't see them really um, posing a, a huge threat going backwards. Hurricanes, four feels about right for them at the moment. Uh, Blues, uh, who knows what could become of them. They have lost some players, but they've also... 
you know, got a group there that, that have, have kind of, you know, gone deep in the competitions the last couple of years. Perhaps there's something more to them than we than we know about. And then there's the Crusaders and Chiefs, last year's finalists, um, clearly the best two New Zealand teams in 2023. Um, and so it's just a matter of whether or not they can transition, uh, how quickly they can transition away from losing that core group of players that both teams have lost and how much of an impact that has. But if I was... A betting man, which is where you started this conversation in terms of the TAB, I think that's spot on. I think Crusaders won, Chiefs two, Blues three, Hurricanes four, and Highlanders five. Is about right? I'm going to put you on the spot here, spot here Tom. Um, there's some uh, stories floating around that the, the new commission for Super Rugby could be up and running by uh, well, halfway through next season, that the search for a CEO and commissioner, or commissioner, if you want to call them that way, is underway. I'm going to make you commissioner right now. You are the boss. You are the head of the CEO. Um, other than News Hub getting un, um, <laughs> you know, unlimited access to everything. Other than, <laughs> other than that, what rule are you making? What, what change are you making off the bat? Oh, mate, that is putting me on the spot. I mean, I would, I would just like to see the, the competition and the teams just be a, a little bit more open to variety of things, really. Uh, that's not just media. That is a promotion of the game. That is the engagement that they provide. Um, you know, and I'd be starting with that. I feel like the audience sometimes gets lost in amongst all the changes to Super Rugby. Is this what the people want? Is this what the audience wants? What are they demanding? What are we giving them? You know, taking a look at it from that perspective. I mean, there's a high performance element here that always has to be juggled, and I, I do understand that. But um, you know, when you're asking people to fork out and fill stadiums, you've got to give them what they want. And so the biggest question I would be raising if I was sitting in that chair is how are we going to do that? Now, maybe that is more media engagement and maybe that's just the journo in me that's blinded um, by that. Um, but it's, it's got to be something and it can't just be what we've always done. It cannot be just let's just roll out the same thing time and time again. It just doesn't work and it's putting people to sleep. So um, rules to the game, though, I mean, I think actually the Southern Hemisphere has got some of the rules pretty much spot on. Like, not spot on, that's taking it a bit far, but they've got some of the things right around the red cards and the replacements and those kind of things. So um, I wouldn't change a lot of that, but I'd certainly be looking for the competition to come alive a bit more and I'd be asking a bit more from these super clubs in order to help me achieve that. Uh, in all likelihood, the Black Caps will take on India in a Cricket World Cup semi-final, unless something mad, I mean mad, truly mad, happens uh, in the final uh, group of games. Net run rate, of course, I'm referring to. How do you view a semi-final between the Black Caps and the India? Is it one we are full of dread and terror based on what you've seen of India at this tournament? Or a bit like I am trying to drum up you know, the ghosts of the past to give us some sort of optimism? Well, I think, you know, what's going to happen over the next five days, the head of that semi-final, and, and like you so said, I've kind of put New Zealand in that semi-final, regardless of, I can't see Pakistan um, beating England by 287 runs. I mean, the whole thing could be sorted with the toss uh, tomorrow night, so that might be the end of the argument before we even start. But, um, look, in terms of a, a semi-final, I'm a bit like you, I probably am looking to the past a little bit. I do feel, though, um, that India, and maybe this is the optimist, the, the Black Caps, the 10-year-old Black Caps fan who who can see glory through the eyes of anything, um, that there is pressure on India. There has to be pressure on India. They are the overwhelming favourites to win this World Cup. They have played pretty much flawless cricket throughout the tournament. At some point in the knockout stage, you see it with all eventual champions, there, there is a shake. There will be some wobbles. Somewhere along the line, they will wobble. And if it's against us and we can execute... Um, at that moment, then you will put them under pressure. So I don't, I don't dread uh, India. I, I think there's expectation on, on them, and I think if I was um, 
the New Zealand cricket team, I'd be thinking very hard about my strategy to remind every single Indian player who comes out into the middle about the fact that at this stage you guys don't tend to go so well. And by the way, there's a billion people counting on you. I'd be making sure they were acutely aware of that at every opportunity. I'd certainly be reminding them of that. As I say, every, every player that came to the middle, every fielder, I'd just be telling them in their, in their ear, hey, don't let the country down. Um, because that's... How many people, yeah. How many people in your country? How many yeah. people in your country? How many? Is it a billion? I think it was a billion. Is it a billion? Yeah. It's a billion people. It's a, it's a lot of um, people. That's what I'd be doing. Um, but again, I, I feel that we wobbled at some point now. I love the fact the most encouraging thing I, I took from last night's game was the form of Trent Bolt. Uh, that, is, that is the Bolt that we know, and that's the Bolt we love. We have not seen the best of Trent Bolt in this tournament, but he's found his aim and his rhythm at exactly the right moment. Then there will be opportunities at the top of that order to take wickets. It may be that he goes for plenty and Rohit Sharma has one of those days, and a guy who's got three double hundreds in one-day cricket can't have those days. <laughs> Um, but, you know, at some point, the bolt in swinging Yorker is going to come good on someone. Now, who is it? Is it going to be Coley? Is it going to be Shudman Gill? Is it going to be Virat Coley? Or is it going to be none of them? Um, but there will be an opportunity there. So I'm, I'm optimistic that, that at that moment, uh, you know, and it's funny, someone asked me about why do I think, you know, and I know this is slightly harping on back to a, something that we probably want to forget, but the All Blacks got themselves into a position to win the Rugby World Cup final, and they just didn't execute the skills at that exact moment they needed to. Now, that can be the difference. If New Zealand can get themselves into a position in a Cricket World Cup semi-final or a final and just execute the skills at that moment, then you can, you can do some big damage. So I'm optimistic, Daniel. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the path, but also excited about the opportunity to play you know, the great Indian team in the subcontinent on their home track at the Wankhede, which is one of the great cricket venues of the world. What an what a, what a opportunity, what a game to look forward to. Yeah, and I know you're all about accuracy at News Hub, uh, so we need to make a correction. We've missed out 408 million Indians. There is uh, 1.4 billion. So uh, let's, not, let's not forget the other 408 million. Um, because because that just ramps up the pressure just a little bit more. Yeah, well, therefore, you know, if you're sitting at first lift and you're Daryl Mitchell and out to the wicket comes up, when it's not, it's no longer a billion, it's it's 1.4 billion. So it's another line to remember. <laughs> well, whoever's at first slip should take out the local phone book and just read out, you know, everyone's name from first slip. <laughs> just just to remind them. There's, there's not there. enough overs. There's not enough overs <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Good on you, Tom. What else are you watching All this weekend? Man. Um, oh, not a lot actually. To be honest, I, I think I'm all about the Cricket World Cup. I'm cleared the schedule. I'm just going all in on, on, on the Cricket World Cup and amongst the five-year-old birthday party. So yeah, that's me for the weekend. Oh, five-year-old birthday party! That should strike fear in your heart. Good luck. Yeah, maybe that's what, Maybe we should put get Daryl Mitchell to drop that into the Indian <laughs> uh, conversation as well about you know Terra. If you want Terra, there's some Terra. Thanks, Tom. Go enjoy it. Appreciate your time. No problem. Talk to you, mate.